welcome to the next episode of Next Man Up. We have got a very special podcast for you guys here today. Special for a couple of reasons. First, Mick is still putting his kids to bed, so we won't need to get the translator out for all you guys in the US, or for that matter, probably some of you guys in the UK as well. Um, it's also special because, oh, and unfortunately, I'm looking at Phil here. He's got tears in his eyes. Our, our MVP before, our, our talismanic quarterback, our franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz, has been traded to the Indianapolis Colts. And of course, we're going to spend some time today chatting about that trade. We're going to talk about our initial thoughts. We're going to look to the future to see what success looks like for the, for the Eagles franchise with regards to this trade. We're going to analyze and look at whether we will get a first round pick in 2022 or whether it will be a second round pick. And then we're going to have a bit of a farewell to Deshaun Jackson, one of one of my favorite Eagles players um, since I've started following the Eagles, even though he only played a couple of snaps last year. And we're going to look at who else is likely to leave the Eagles uh, franchise in the next few weeks and months. And finally, as we will do in the offseason, we'll give you an update on who we think the Eagles will choose uh, pick number six, if that is indeed the pick they end with. Philip, how are you, my friend? Oh, I'm just, uh, I'm very relieved, I think. I'm glad it's all over with, one way or another. I bet you're, uh, you're, you're happier than you were at the start of the day, because, of course, your Manchester United just beat my Newcastle United 3-1. And at the end of the podcast, we'll tell you what that means. We had a little friendly wager. Uh, before the game today. I'm glad it was friendly because if you'd asked me to put money on it, I would have told you to go fuck yourself because there's no chance we were going to beat you. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, so Mick, Mick, as I said, is, is putting his kids to bed. So Mick, I know you'll be listening in and maybe, maybe you'll get to jump on later in the podcast. And if not, we'll record your thoughts um, and, and fit them in somewhere. Bit of, bit of news for Mick. He's got a brand new uh, Jason Kelsey jersey, which I'm sure he will be parading around on social media over the coming weeks. Um, news for me, um, if you are listening to the podcast and you do follow me on Twitter, you already know this, but I've bought a house. I'm very excited sitting in my partner's office, which is quite bare over than an Alan Shearer signed picture behind me. Um, and yeah, basically my life is now looking at different types of paint, carpet, flowers, and pictures to go on walls and, and all things, all things like that. Well, you're being a bit modest there, aren't you? Because we've all established now that it's not a, it's not a house, is it? It's a, it's a luxurious country manor uh, with several <laughs> several rooms, many of them en suite, each one for each of the cats, each with their own scratching post and butler, probably. I don't know. I'll tell you what, you, meant, you mentioned the cats. They were, they were very strange for the first couple of days. Um, Cosmo, um, the smaller one, the one who hasn't called us all uh, the money and vet bills, over the last few weeks. The one that isn't a scavenger uh, has been basically just sitting under our pillowcases in bed for the last two weeks, afraid to come downstairs. But they seem to have uh, grown a pair that they don't have after they've been snipped. And they're, they're now running around the house as if, as if they own the place. But yeah, no, it's, uh, it's good. And a bit of positive news in, 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 strange, in strange times. Good stuff. Right, I mean, let's get straight into it, Phil. Um, Carson Wentz. So he's parted, he's parted ways with the Eagles. A very fractious year, you would say, at a minimum. 
um, unsalvageable relationship. Um, but, you know, not too long ago, 2019, £128 million extension. The year after he won the Super Bowl, he was an MVP candidate before he was injured. And he's the only player we've drafted since 2016. He's gone on to be a pro bowler. The draft, the draft trade is 2021 third round pick, which I believe is, is pick 85 from the Colts. And a 2020, 2022 second or first round pick, depending on whether Wentz plays 75% of the games and offensive snaps or 70% and the Colts make the playoffs. 34 million pounds in dead cap this year, largest in NFL history. There's loads of stats being thrown at you there, but I want you to ignore all them and just give me your untarnished opinion of, of the trade. How are you feeling about it, Phil? I think, I think like everyone else, when it um, when it first got announced, I was actually, I've been waiting, like, I've, I've heard uh, all the other podcasts and all the other Philly media sort of talk, joking about what they've been doing, like refreshing Twitter, not being able, not being able to live their lives because they're constantly waiting. Typical fashion, I decided to go to the gym and I think halfway through my workout, I just noticed my phone was going off a lot. So in between, I had a quick lurk and just saw it happen. I was like, oh, I couldn't concentrate for the rest of the uh the, um, the workout because I was focusing on that third and that second and, and trying to decipher what it meant like everyone else but I think a lot of people I mean I say a lot of people it seems that enough people are now looking at it going it's probably going to be a first because you don't take that kind of gamble on someone you're not planning on playing 70-75% of the snaps so I think going on the assumption and it is a presumption that it's going to be a first and a third but I kind of said that before it came out that I would have been happy with a, a next year first because I think we've got hurts in the in the building and and it then forces the eagle it, it means the eagles are more likely to give him a chance because if it had been a first this year that would have put a lot of contra controversy on whether hurts would be the starting quarterback so I think it's not the greatest trade but I think the Stafford and off trade obviously muddied the waters a bit for exactly what is acceptable for a, a quarterback with a high amount of dead cap and mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. um, considering he, want, he wanted out and all the news stories that were coming out were not helping the Eagles in terms of trying to get trade I think you have to kind of if you've been if you've got a realistic hat on your head then you're um, then you're looking at it going actually this could work out pretty well so, quick one. Who's won this trade? Who's won this trade? Harry Roseman or a Colts GM? <laughs> it's too easy to say that Howie's lost it because the Eagles didn't get a first this year, or um, that you know. I think it, it's too easy to hate Howie. So as soon as he does something that's not even not hundred percent positive, it's like it's his fault. He's shit. He's terrible. He's gonna. You know, he's he's got his you know he's been bent over and he's been he's been given it <laughs> for Jersey. but it's like yeah, no, I don't no, think... vas- no Vaseline used by the Philadelphia Eagles fans on Twitter, shall we say? Yeah, exactly. That's 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 the best. That's probably more eloquent way of putting it. Um, but <laughs> I think it, it's one of them. It's very much a balance. I, I think it's balanced because the Colts didn't have to give away too much. So from a Colts perspective, you can definitely say that. 
if I was a Colts fan, I'd be thinking, yeah, okay, maybe we did or did not want Wentz, but we've not given a hell of a lot of way to get him. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of upside. Um, the upside is the, huge, isn't it? The, yeah, the upside, exactly. Like, if it works you know, out. Like, you know, you've not given much, you've not given much away. Yes, you've potentially given a first away next year. But if you think about it this way, <clears throat> if the upside is realized, you give away the first, but it doesn't matter because you're realizing the upside. Right? If, you, if, if, if the upside isn't realized, you're reducing your risk for what you're giving away because you, you're then not giving away a first, you're giving away, you're giving away a second. So it's it's almost it's almost win win for the Colts, right? Yeah, and I think you you got to look at their position as well. They're they're in quite a good position. They're in a win now position. So they're not they're not looking at the next two draft windows and going, we need to make every hit count. They they got less pressure on them. So if they give away a first next year, the downside isn't that great. If if it works out, then they're not as under pressure to make their first pick next year, which they would then not have count. But if it doesn't work out, then they're only losing a second. Yeah. So I think, I think from their point of view, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely, I wouldn't consider it a bad trade for the Colts, but I also wouldn't consider it a bad trade for the Eagles because they are potentially going to get a first next year. And like I said before, it gives us a year to see what Hurts is all about. And then next year, which, you know, our friends at Fourth and John have been, already scouting forward looking at quarterbacks and seeing what's out there and that's kind of where my head was at it's like okay we've got we've it feels like there's a plan whether it's me seeing a plan in in a bunch of hold that thought philip because we're going to come on to that one shortly about the uh the the the, the draft picks for next year and the potential Mm. for her etc um but it's a very it's, it's a very it's a very very good point it's a very very good point you made so Moving on then from the initial thoughts, but before we do, it, it, do you feel a bit relieved that it's that a decision has been made that we're not talking about it anymore and we can go ahead with either Jalen Hurts as our quarterback next year or Justin Fields at number six? I'm just going to whisper that one out there into the air. Um, but, 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 but. Taking away the draft in the future, if they do go with Jalen Hurts now, Wentz is gone. He didn't want to be there. Are you, do you feel a little bit more relieved and positive looking forward that they've made a decision? And now let's just see what he can do. Yeah, I think um, when we uh, when we had Luke on, and I mentioned, I said like if I if I was to if we were to move on from either callback, I'd be sadder seeing Jalen Hurts move on after such a short period of time and go and have a long and prosperous career at somewhere else. And I think seeing the prospect of Wentz going to Indiana and being successful or not successful. And that kind of harks back to the previous question about whether the trade was good for the Eagles or not. If he's successful at Indiana, we get a first-round pick. If he's not successful at Indiana, how he's a genius or the, the Eagles are right for moving on from him. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it's kind of, it, I don't see, at the moment, I don't see a downside. It doesn't feel like there's like, oh yeah, but we, we kind of gave away too much or, we we had to do this and and we didn't get enough for it. It's um, it's it's relief and I'm I'm kind of I am I am excited. I think the key thing is the fact that if we get a first next year, we've got hurts for twelve months and it's a rebuild season, so there's no pressure. Even if they do sign uh, Fields or someone like that in the in the draft, I don't even see that. That's not going to replicate the same sort of problem that Eagles fans are just living in fear of, which is 
signing a quarterback with your franchise quarterback, a new quarterback with your franchise quarterback still in the buildings. Now, even if either Hurts gets the season or they sign another quarterback and there's a there's a genuine competition between the two of them. And much less and, uh, much less cap hit for both of them going into that competition. There's yeah, just not that, that dark yeah. cloud hanging over the head. That, that's yeah. it's kind of like, not that like that dark cloud of or like the, on the flip side. On the flip side, you could argue quarterback factory. Uh, this is a recording, so people can't see me putting my Asian marks up in the air. But um, if they do, if they do sign Fields, and we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but that's okay because I'm drinking wine and you're drinking whiskey, and everything is right with the world. Um, but if they do sign, if they do sign Fields, then that's a uh, two, two, two first rounds. Two, two top six picks and a second round pick on quarterbacks in the space of five years. Um, and Dural quarterback isn't necessarily the issue with the Eagles at the moment. There, there is a plethora of issues at the Eagles at the moment, at multiple positions. So you could make the argument that if they do go down the field route um, and it doesn't work out for whatever reason for Fields and Hurts and Carson goes off, then they go into next year, even you know, even with the possibility of, of, of trading another quarterback with some serious gaps um, elsewhere in the team. But um, let's 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 come to that in more detail, more detail in a second. And I want to focus specifically on what success looks like for this trade. Okay, so just gonna reel off some 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 the draft picks for you here, Phil. So we've got a sixth overall pick, which we've just touched on a second ago. And uh, we've got the 37th, which is a second round pick. So an early, an early second round pick. We got the we got a third round pick, which is which is pick 70. And we've got a, another third round pick from the Colts, which is pick 85. We then have uh, two fifth round picks, 134 and 140. We've got a sixth at 165 and a seventh at 198. That's four picks in the top 85. Four picks in the first in the first three rounds. Um, last year we only had two picks in the top hundred. So, a lot of room for Howie to not fuck up, eh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, if only we had some element of control over what uh, what picks he goes for. But but saying that, it's kind of it is relevant. There's something I wanted to to bring up was a case of what would have happened if. Hertz wasn't drafted last year in the second round and this situation had played out. So regardless of whether Hertz is in the building or not, Wentz has that season. Because you can't argue that Wentz being in the building made Hertz being in the building made Wentz play the way he did. And I'm not state and not yeah, I'm not draw I'm not drawing a line in 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 that um in that scenario, saying that he I've would got, have, I've it, got an answer for you. I've got an answer for you, Phil. I, I know where you're going. Okay, well, I'll, I'll ask. The, I'll ask. The, I'll ask it in form of a question. And okay, what happens if if Hertz isn't in the building and Wentz has the season that he's had? Probably after uh, the Chicago Bears drop Foles, the Eagles sign Foles, and we go on another Super Bowl run. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, stranger things have happened, and that probably no, would have been. I, I, I don't know. It's 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 a very it's a very it's a very, it's a very good question. Um. I think probably they throw all their eggs in one basket and make sure they sign a quarterback this year um, in, yeah, in the draft. And, that, and that's what I mean. We'd be going into this this window going, we had it because we wouldn't have had the the up the upswing with Hertz coming in, beating the Saints. We wouldn't have had the the nearly runs with the, the Cardinals. And um, 
mm. and the Cowboys and, and, and all that sort of stuff. But so outside of that, we would have been scrambling around, probably would have been Wentz to the end of the season and we would have just been enduring that for another four, five, five games and it would have just petered out and then we'd be sat there going, right, Wentz is going to get traded and we have no quarterback. Or, or um, the lack of Hurts being there, the lack of the fuck you that Wentz thought he got by them trading Hurts as a quarterback factory. Wentz has a bad year, like quarterbacks have had a bad year. And they don't trade a quarterback. They don't draft a quarterback in, in, in the draft. And, and they give Wentz another go next year with Wentz feeling like it was on him to prove himself as opposed to the Eagles screwing him over and not, and not giving him the choice. It's a very good question, actually. There's, there's lots, of, lots of possibilities. And, and, and it's, it's, it's even more intriguing question because, you know, you, the, the blame then lays again at the easily blameable Howie Roseman, right, for, for drafting Hurts at 52. Yeah, I think that's what I mean. It's not there's not just two realities. It's not either one or the other. But it just made my mind wander and going, okay. So if we didn't have Hurts to come in and Allen, so we're now sat here thinking, well, we've got a, we've got a quarterback who's capable of of surviving sixteen games next season. He could be incredible. He might be mediocre. He might be kind of end of the season. But how things have worked out is that, yeah, if whether how we fucked up or whether. His, you know, whether this was his plan all along, which I highly doubt. Well, but yeah, the, no uh, <laughs> at the end of the, the end of the day, if he's in terms of going along the lines to fix what has happened since Nick Foles replaced Carson Wentz in the Super Bowl winning year, and he's been working towards well, we need to get someone in. Maybe, maybe Howie saw something. Maybe Howie um, was getting that vibe that Carson isn't the same guy physically. He's not the same guy mentally. And from what we've established, and I do believe enough of the rumours that he is a little bit arrogant, a little bit difficult to work with, which is a good quality in some quarterbacks. And you can argue for a quarterback, you need to be arrogant and all that sort of stuff. But when you're winning and when you're, you're not winning... Up, right? you, 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 yeah. I mean, you're going to be out. You look at Brady, right? We were laughing and joking when he won the Super Bowl and all of his, you, you say, his shithousery. It's almost to the, to the point where it's like... Yeah, if you can, yeah, if you can back it up. Yeah. yeah, if you can back it not up. Not that we're comparing Wentz to Tom Brady, but you know what I mean. Yeah, he's not, he, you know, Brady's earned the right. Wentz has had a had a, had an MVP level season and, and, and a lot of the defenders have been riding that. And I'm not saying that they're wrong to do that, but an almost Super Bowl winning year, because yes, he did win the Super win the, he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles, but he didn't win it, which I know is yeah. a big, a big controversial opinion. But well, you never you can't, know. It's not something you, you can ride. It's not something win, you can right? ride until the cows come home. It's not like a. It's not. It's not going to get inducted into the, the, the Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame on an yeah. on an almost winning year. So so when it, when it comes to that, it's like I, maybe how he saw something that he's like, maybe it was enough. Do you know what I mean? You know when you have an inkling and you kind of go, this might not go in the way that we want it to. So and Lurie and Lurie fell because there was. Do you remember the stories? During the season of Lurie turning up to training camps, watching Wentz play, and then just walking out like, uh, you know, mm. there were stories that surfaced in the, in the mid-season. Um, yeah. Let's, let's not forget the podcast we had a few weeks ago where we said, you know, um, we recently we've realised how much of an more of an influence Lurie has on the playing staff and the fifty-two and the, you know and and all that than than we once realised. So it seems like a, a collective decision. Yeah, and I think what I'm saying is like I, I, it's a very big if and it's a big hypothetical situation. But all I'm trying to allude to the fact is 
I'm not in that building. I don't know exactly the context and the ins and outs. So I'm trying to pick between, I'm trying to pick the middle ground between. Why aren't you in that building? I would. (laughs) I'd love to be in that building and know exactly what's going on. But I think um, if he, if he was just trying to hedge his bets and maybe just played it a little bit, played it sloppily, did sort of the wrong thing. Maybe you should have drafted a third or fourth round quarterback, not a second round. And maybe he was just thinking, I need to get someone in the building in case what has happened happens, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and 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 no no one wants to admit. And I'm this is I'm, I want to categorically state for all our listeners, I am not like a Howie guy or a Howie fan guy. I'm just simply I'm sat here to, try- to all our listeners. Uh, Phil Phil is a Howie guy. And no, no. Behind him, I'm definitely not. Or- <laughs> uh, no, he, he's coming around next Thursday for dinner. Um, <laughs> no. It's, it's yeah, I'm cooking in poison. No, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm definitely not. But I'm, I'm just the sort of person who tries to, like, if there's something that just doesn't seem right, there's always a reason. Someone has a motive for doing something. No one does anything, especially when you're a GM of a, an NFL franchise. You don't just do stuff for no reason. Whether it's wrong or right, hit or miss, there's a reason for doing it. And I can only put it down to the fact that he drafted Jalen Hurts misguidedly or, or not because he felt something strong enough that when yeah. it's just isn't the same guy and yeah. he's not coachable so it, we're not getting through to him like dude you're, 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 you're a little bit broken you've got to become you've got to change yourself a little bit you've got you've got to adapt yeah. because you're not the, the agile quarterback that you were we've seen that this season he just wasn't it looks a little bit more labored and and mentally maybe yeah the scheme and the o-line and everything like that has a massive factor in it but he just did not seem like Pete Carson went. So all these people out there that are kind of going, he's going to go there and be successful. I'm like, ah, I'm not so sure. I mean, don't get me wrong. I want him to do well to get the first round pick. That's it. I don't want him to do well in terms of sticking it in our faces because it seems like people just would rather cut off their nose to spite their face. And they'd rather the Eagles like lose out massively so they lose Howie. It's like, okay, I get that, but I can't, I can't, I have to look at it and go, okay, so if he's doing it for this reason, and if he drafted Hurts because he thought Carson Wentz had dropped off and Carson Wentz has dropped off and now he's got Hurts to give him 12 months to plan what he's going to do with a first or second round pick and find someone else. Or he's got, a, he's got a quarterback. <laughs> you, uh, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Howie Roseman's biggest fan, um, Phil. He, he reckons he's... I'm joking, of course, Phil. I know what you're saying. I know what you're getting at. Um, and to be honest with you, I hope you're right because... Um, there are a lot of mitigating factors and reasons and explanations and opinions you could put forth for why they drafted Hurts. Um, and Carson's injury history, you know, Carson, Carson's injury history before they drafted Hurts was, was terrible. And he hasn't wasn't he wasn't the same quarterback after he had his injury. Um, and, you know, he's, he's played, well, one, one postseason game um, since he was drafted in 2016, despite how well we've, we've, we've played as a as an organization so so i can completely get i do get where you're coming from with, with that reasoning but i would would like to move on from carson wentz if we can for, for um because i think we've given we moving on to uh talk about more harry Rose, roseman because you know <laughs> <laughs> no 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 um no no yeah keep your semi where it is um so <laughs> no i want to talk a bit more about jalen hurts um just 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 again on this success what does success mean what what does success mean for the Eagles? Um, I, I, and that's the question I'm going to pose to you. What needs to happen for the Eagles next year? Um, with the draft picks they've got this year, 
um, with the performances they have in the season to come, where they finish, and then maybe even looking forward to the season afterwards. What 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 does this, what does a success look like out of this trend? I don't want nothing to do with Carson, right? Let's disregard whether Carson does well or, or doesn't do well. Ignore the first or the second coming. What does success look like coming into the season we're about to go into? Success, I, it's well, success would be. It's, if you want to look at whether it's season successful, whether a season acceptable is, for me, success would be a winning season because I think to go from where we are to a winning season is 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 we need to get the arrow pointing up. That's that's successful so a nine, season. A nine seven at a minimum would be a would be a success criteria. Yeah, I'd say that was. Well, I'd say nine and seven might even be an overachieving season. But it, that's what I mean. Whether you're asking what's what we what you'd be considering an amazing season, or whether it would be an acceptable season. So, what I mean by that is no, I'm just when count, I'm just counting the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. It's like a successful season is is more we're, we're, subjective. More more in the frame of mind of the trade has just happened. Wentz is gone. We've got 34 million in dead cap. We got four uh, picks between one and 85. Um, coming into next year so more in that frame of mind as opposed to a normal season where it'll be successful I think a realistic successful season would be to be considered one of those teams that's not talked about if that makes sense and what I mean by that is for, for better for worse I mean yeah obviously if they get talked about for better that's that's a more positive thing but what I'm saying is if we're an eight and eight team that gets no airtime because we've just quietly gone about our business we've not been bad we've not been good we've we've corrected a few holes we've we've plugged we've plugged the holes we've studied the ship and we're just sort of coasting along looking forward to 2022 where we're going to draft two 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 players in the first round and we can really push on that's that's the that's the golden standard for for next season that will be considered a success for me i think i'd accept six and ten as a as a bare minimum i think to consider it like to get us into a position where so we, if we're less than just just on that point, then Phil, if we're less than six and ten, are you moving from Hertz? Big question, a lot of unknowns. No, that is, I know no, it's a it's a it's a good point, and I think it's probably harsh to say on that alone. It's going to be the core because we don't know why why the team's going to be six and ten or five and eleven. But if well, it won't it won't, it won't be a uh, dub. <laughs> no, and 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 that's another good point actually because you we haven't really spoken about the fact that. The co- you know, a complete new coaching set, yeah, and and everything that, that goes with that. So that's why I think it's more and more important to just steady the ship. Like the new manager bounce is great. So when you talk about in 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 soccer and the Premier League, every time teams sack their manager, they usually get a bit of a bounce. They might win two or three games, and everyone goes bloody out. Really was the old manager, and then things just kind of peter out. The, the players have something to do. With yeah, it. yeah, and it's usually <laughs> enough to kind of like when you're talking about relegation, you're talking about like three or four wins saves your season. So that new manager bounces enough to sort of save you. But I want him to come in. I, I'm not after anything spectacular. Don't get me wrong. Like I keep using the Dolphins season as a, as a as a marker, but the way that they went into it, kind of thinking everything's new, everything's fresh. No expectations. As long as they don't just absolutely tank it, like we want an improvement from this season where they went sort of one and fifteen or whatever it was. Um, what's it? What's it? What's uh, get your point there? What's a disaster? We've talked about what success is, and and I think any, any, anything less. You've articulated, I think, really, really well what success looks like. And um, me personally, just my opinion on it, 
um, anything around the 610, 7988 um, scenario is, is absolutely fine. And um, as long as we see some progression and some excitement, some spark. Um, and that's, that's, that's taken out of the equation, the, the, the schedule as well, because at the end of the day, the schedule strength is different every year. We've actually got an easier schedule than last year. So in mm -hmm. all theory, we should be achieving better than four for whatever it was. <laughs> I mean, it depends. It, depend, it really does depend on how Hurts plays if they don't bring in a, a veteran QB um, as well, like, you know, Fifth Magic or, or, or whoever. Because, and I don't believe this, the four-game slate, a lot of people are talking about his percentages, his accuracy, his PFF, all that kind of stuff is, is not bad. And I'm, I'm not buying into that. You know, I'm, 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 pretty, I'm pretty high on uh, Jalen Hurts. I'm, I'm feeling personally pretty pretty positive about him and you mentioned it earlier and I, I told you to to not go there yet but I, I want to go there now and that's um you know Jalen Hurts has a successful year for the Eagles and I think the success is the 7988 whatever around around that and then you go okay we've seen enough let's invest our one or two first round draft picks um next year to get some more weapons or some more protection along with whatever we get at six this year and you're looking at a really strong eagles team in 2022 if first does perform if he doesn't perform okay you 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 now know that you you trade him for whatever and you you go get yourself a a quarterback from a class which is much better um pr predicted than this year which is which is um which is interesting given us four quarterbacks projected to go in the first 10, 11, but they reckon that the, the QB class for next year is better. And we'll get, we'll get Brennan's view on that um, on next week's podcast. Uh, he's joining us from four from one Brennan. If you're listening in, we're really, really looking forward to having you on after Luke coming on a, a few weeks back. Okay. So, so, so the question was, what does success look like? It looks like we've landed on steady Eddie, steady as the road goes. Let's see if we can pick up some pick up some more players in the next draft, and, and then we see where we are, whether that's a new QB or whether that's um, some more weapons. Now, we also touched on a first or second round next year earlier on today. So here's, here's some figures. And Philip, thank you very much, sir, for providing me with some of these figures earlier on today. I couldn't seem to find them on Google. Um, Carson Wentz will give us him personally it's on him he will give us a first round pick next year from the Colts if he plays more than 75% of the offensive snaps and or if he plays 70% of the offensive snaps and the Colts make the playoffs let's take the playoffs out of the equation for a second when since his career started averages around the 70% mark which would be five short of the 75% uh, minimum playing time for, for next year. He's had injuries. He's been dropped. And obviously the rookie season comes into it as well. However, the Colts have a stout offensive line, um, which should give him way more protection than the 14 different offensive lines we had coming through the first 12 weeks this year. What are your thoughts, Phil? You think we're going to see when's play to the 96% that we saw Philip Rivers play last year for the Colts? Or is he going to let us down again? 
think I think the general feeling on, on Twitter and every and everywhere seems to be that, that Wentz is going to go and he's now going to be in a team that suits him. He's going to he's going to be back to 2017, and I'm just like I just don't I don't feel it in my gut, and I don't see it. Like I don't. There's there's too many there's too many negative points from this season that aren't attributed to anyone else. So all the little negative things about him, like you don't just he wasn't doing them because he didn't like the Eagles. He was doing them because that's that's the Carson Wentz that we had this season. So his decision making, his his athletic ability, his you know his throwing, the times when you know all the stats that come out have gotten to hand. But you know th- there's been enough stats going around saying about when he's had a clean pocket. His yeah, completion rate, um, his interception rate, missing players in the open field, not not seeing open men. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like don't get me wrong. I get. I guess Frank Reich's going to have a factor in that about the fixing of Carson Wentz and, and whether that that actually ends up happening. I just, I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe not this season. Maybe next season. It's going to take him. He might need a better in season because it's a brand new team, new scheme. Yeah, it's the same. It's a manager that he's familiar with, but. I just don't see him going there and then the Colts being instantly better. I mean, I, comparisons to the odds, to have been, the odds have been slashed from the bookies, you know, for the Colts yeah, but, next year. Yeah, and that's that's part and because of everyone's convinced themselves that that's what's going to happen. So the money's getting lumped on it. So the odds, the odds are getting slashed. So Have you lumped on the Colts, Phil? <laughs> no. Yeah, I've definitely lumped him on the Eagles though. <laughs> That's sixty-six to one, folks. You heard it here first. It's one of those. MVP next year, Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Moving on. Actually, not moving on. So, what was the response there, Phil? Was it the Eagles going to get a first, or are they going to get a second? Yes, I know we've massively gone off off on a tangent there. We're both massive fans of it. I'm Irish and and you live in the West Country, so that's completely allowed. (laughs) I, 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 yeah, it's it's, on one hand, I'm thinking, yeah, of course he'll play 70%, 75%. But then I'm also saying that I don't think he'll be very good. So I'm like, Phil, 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 no, 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 none of these excuses. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to nail you down. Are the Philadelphia Eagles going to get a first round pick next year or a second round pick from the Carson Wentz trade? I, I reckon they're going to get a first. Yeah, I think it just feels it feels like okay if everyone's if everyone's expectation that that Philly was the problem, Wentz is going to become 2017. Then by all accounts, it's it's guaranteed. It's locked in. It's a first. I'm slightly less cautious. I'm a bit more in the middle, but I'm just kind of going with the flow and going. He should. I mean. The, the Colts wouldn't have traded him if they didn't think they could do it. And and for everyone that's saying that Wentz is going to get back to his his level best, then by all accounts, the, the Colts are in the playoffs and probably in the championship game this season because that's that's where everyone's everyone's heads at. So I'm I'm just kind of going, well, I'm not I don't know enough to say that's not going to happen. I love it. Hedging is bets as usual. Um one thing I will one thing I will say, um Throughout this this whole season and throughout our first season of this podcast, um, for all of the millions of fans out there listening in, um, you you consistently said um, you wouldn't mind seeing Wentz do well elsewhere because because of the love for Wentz. I have to say, Phil, on this podcast, I'm I'm sensing a different a different opinion, a bit of a change of feeling, and and that feeling is is almost like. 
I only won I only won Wednesday do well enough to get me my first round draft pick for next year. Otherwise, you can fuck right off, Mister Carson Wentz. Is that, is that fair? Yeah, that I think if fair? yeah, I think if it, if it wasn't a conditional first, I'd be I wouldn't give a flying. And is that the but, silence? Is that the the reports, the rumors, which are which are to be fair, as you said, Phil. Not really rumours when you hear 790 million of them consistently mm. from reporters who are respected, they're trusted. Um, yeah, is, is he just he's just a spoiled child who who's pissed you off and doesn't deserve his his ice cream after dinner? No, yeah, I'm try, I try not to I try not to go too much down down the rabbit hole of, of getting into the, the anger toward, towards Wentz because I'm, I'm very aware of the hypocrisy. But I'm really the, trying in... to pull it out of you, Phil. I'm yeah, really no, I, I'm going to get there. I promise. I'm going to get there. I promise. It's more of a, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to say that I'm trying not... To, I am. I, in my gut, I'm hurt. I'm like a jilted ex-girlfriend who has been dumped and you don't want to see them out with that that new guy um, down the street going, oh, yes. he's, he's doing... She's doing so much better without me now. Um and it's not yeah. it's just that, that that's just a good reaction for me is like case of okay like i love the eagles i don't want him to do else because that hurts hurts the eagles but i'm also aware of the hypocrisy in my my opinions that i'm trying to almost not defend how we, i'm trying to see logic and reason in what in yeah. that side of the story that my my dedication to that narrative is is, is as hypocritical as it is saying that Wentz is clearly this this disgruntled um, diva who, who refuses to change and thinks that he's the best thing since sliced bread yet not yeah. having really not having worn anything to show for it or, or done anything significant well, it, to, it, to, to it's a breath of fresh air to have someone um saying stuff like that rather than just slating the guy or making wild accusations as if they know exactly what's going on in a person's psyche or in or in the organization um it's it's you know Thank you for thinking about everyone, Phil, rather than just, you know, tarnishing them all with the same brush. Um, sometimes that's exciting and better listening on a podcast, but 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 on this occasion, uh, I think it's I think it's I think it's really apt. Um and yeah, you do sit on the fence sometimes, sometimes it's warranted. And I, I certainly I certainly appreciate that. That that doesn't that doesn't save me from from being absolutely abhorrent about the uh the fake farewell that's been going that's been that's been it's been muted around um it's i did i i pinned it to my profile um a while ago and i showed reminded you guys the other day that i posted it back at the start of feb when all the trade rumors yeah. started going around and people were, were, were backing up went saying he's he's doing the honorable thing he's staying quiet he doesn't have to say anything science yeah. is golden he's an honorable guy i have to say i i was I was in disagreement with you at the time, so um, and it's just yeah. And and it, but now I said, well, how how are you going to feel when he finally comes out to say something and it says, hey, I'm grateful to be in the city of Indianapolis and and I want to get started here. It's like how the, the it's honourable, but at no point did he ever come out. Have the Eagles posted anything to say thank you, Carson Wentz? I don't think they have. Well, I know, and I commented on that as well because um, someone put up about. Um, oh no, no! Thank you for for Wentz. I'm like, you fucking see right through it. It's almost like if someone had any ounce of intelligence on them, it's like, is there any point in saying thank you to it's Wentz? Because clearly they're not. Isn't it? It's he said. It's he said. She said. It's mm, it's, 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 like, it's a little embarrassing to be honest. Deshaun's 
situation, I know we're going to cover that in a bit, but in terms of his his farewell, obviously being the highlighting the fact that Wentz wasn't wasn't uh, farewelled by the Eagles, it's like okay, I think they probably should have still done it because yeah. don't get me wrong, you you still do it, but yeah. I just know that it would have been as much as we're kind of going oh, that Wentz goodbye is is fake. We would have been slaying in Eagles goodbye even more because it'd be like how can you say goodbye to him when you've treated him so poorly and everyone just jumps on that over the edge. it tipped me over the edge Phil I mean you, you've commented uh, you commented on the podcast that I was missing from the other day that um, you know I, I was of the three of us on next man up you know the probably the staunchest defender of Wentz and, and the biggest believer in Wentz to come back and and that was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me was was that um, that message because it was just empty it was so obvious the bits that were missing from it that you would expect to be in there that would have shown the gratitude the gratefulness it was almost petulant i know we're reading a lot into that but it, it really was well then the narrative that got that, that's been created from whether it's from whether it's from either side or whether it's just been created by the general ether of everything in one melting pot but the the, the narrative is went good eagles how we bad and it doesn't take much for a story to make the Eagles look bad. And it doesn't take much for a story to make Carson Wentz look good because he is a, he stayed silent. So that's a good thing. Whereas if it was Howie, you'd be like, why is Howie not going to say anything? He's the GM. He's doing something. It's, it's, it's not, it's so difficult to make Howie look good. If there is a reason to make him look good. And it's so difficult to make Wentz look bad because Wentz is the, the prodigal son he's the golden boy and he can't do any wrong it's not his fault everything else around him is the reason why he's failed and everything that how he does is the reason for it failing when i don't believe i think it's just sometimes it's just too easy to fall into that narrative and i just want to look at the overall situation and go well okay is it possible for Howie to have done something right maybe there are ways to look at stuff and go well actually if this works out it's a fucking genius and there are ways to look at the castle went situation and go well, you know, it's easy to stay quiet. And you know, when you know doing nothing is going to make you look good, it's not difficult to, to not say anything, to not do anything and let the let the Twitter universe oh, do your yeah. bidding for I, you. I, I, disagree, I disagree with that, Phil. I'm Irish. I can't keep my mouth shut whenever I, whenever I want to. What I'm saying is when, you, when you've got millions <laughs> of people out there defending you without you having to say a word, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, that's dedication and that, that, that's, lo that's loyalty to your, your quarterback. And, and I completely get that. Proof will be in the pudding, eh? The proof, the proof is going to I be putting it to what happens I'm not, next year. I, yeah, I'm not one of the. I'm not going to be one of those. I told you so guys. Like re, re digging out, digging out people's tweets from from now next year when Wentz has been absolutely god awful. Howie's now King Howie again because he he did he might have had a bad situation, but look what, what about, he's done what to get us out. Of it. Your own, what about digging your own tweets out and coming back to them, eh? <laughs> well, that, hence why I always stay on the fence because I know that's what happens. But <laughs> it's, I'd, I'd like to, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll happily sort of try and back up anything I've ever said, but I'd like to think that I'm pretty true to what I've said and I've never just flip flopped. I've always just tried to see both sides and try to work out the truth and, and the central narrative of what, what is actually happening. And, and I think that it's the situation is just going to go that way and people are going to talk and, and this is where we're going to be talking about like there's nothing yeah. i can do sticking my head above the parapet on twitter going how he's great or how he's done this or or wentz has been terrible and look how underhanded wentz has been it's not going to get me anywhere and that's not necessarily how i how i 100 think but it's more a case of if you're ever going to know 
the truth about a situation you have to be willing to consider the other side and if you can't do that then there's there's no argument it's just a uh, ab absolutely there's a there's a difference between blindly factually saying something which is incorrect versus just having an opinion and a sway on things I, i'm i'm completely with you um cool so I think we're probably going to wrap it up there, to be honest with you. So we were going to talk about um, Deshaun Jackson and a farewell, um, and who else is going to go. Um, but I think we'll skip that. And actually, we won't, we won't hang it up there. We'll, we'll, we'll finish on the pick six. Because I want, to, I want to bring in Brennan's, Brennan's opinion on who's going to be going alongside the, the, um, the draft picks when we have a podcast next week. So, folks, um, make sure you do listen in next week, because we're going to have someone who actually knows what they're talking about on. It should be fun for a change. Not fair, um, Luke. <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm Luke as well. Jesus Christ. Yeah, Luke. I'm a, I'm, I fangirl Luke. Uh, <laughs> no, um, no this, this has been a really, really, really good chat. Really interesting and really honest chat about the Eagles, as opposed to just, you know, brandishing everyone with the same brush and throwing wild accusations around. So, so Phil, before we, before we go, um, pick six. Eagles don't trade up. They don't trade back. They've got to pick. They've got to pick number six in the draft this year. Are they picking cornerback, a linebacker, a wide receiver, or a quarterback? I can. Uh, uh, my, my first answer is I still think that they should go if one of the top wide receivers is on the board. They should strongly consider why they shouldn't take. Like if it's there, then you've got to have a good reason not to. So, if you don't take um, uh, Jamal Chase or or, or, or Smith or Waddle or Bateman or anyone like that who's available, then you take Waddle at six. Probably, probably not. But what I'm saying is, it feels like they should because they've got Rager. They need another, especially if Jackson's now gone. They need they need someone to replace it. So that needs gone up. Um, and I think. Now that they've got the extra third, um, there's a bit more to play with in terms yeah. of the need to use that first pick to get someone that they might have otherwise gone in for a second or, or a third flip, for. On the, on the flip side, the wide receiver class is really deep this year. Yeah, um, there, there and, is and that. They, and they, they could take Parsons at linebacker, which is obviously... I mean, imagine, imagine Singletary and Parsons at, at linebacker. Christ. Mm -hmm. Now, now I've had time to think about it after the, the trade and, and everything. I'm not against them taking a quarterback. I still think that's a mistake in terms of that's not your first priority. So if they turn to go straight and go, no, we, we, we looked at the quarterbacks and we're going to take a quarterback. It may be if they take a quarterback because for some reason all the top wide receivers that they were going to, that, that are worthy of a six, a six, number six pick are, are gone, which I don't think they will be, obviously, but... You know, and if and if the quarterback's there instead, because we don't know what's going to happen, then I don't think having Hurts and a, a first round pick quarterback is a bad thing in terms of what people are fearful now of in the last year or so. Mm -hmm. So, I think I'm just I'm just I like the excitement of having having a wide receiver. So I think if 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 Chase or or Smith is is available at six and they don't take him, who they pick? Is going to be under a lot of lot under the microphone uh, under the magnifying glass from me. 
So, so I completely get you. Offense, offense, offense. It excites, right? It, it gets you, gets you going. The possibilities of having a true wide receiver one, because we've not had one for as long as I've been an Eagles fan, to be honest with you. You, you know, no Michael Thomas, no Mike Evans, you know, no, no, no Adams. You know, I, I can't remember the last time any an Eagles team have had someone of that caliber. I mean, there hasn't they, they, they've barely got over five hundred yards for the last three years, right? Um. What I will say, and shout back to Luke again, Luke, if you're listening in, um, before the Super Bowl we had you on, you mentioned, uh, actually before the, uh, before the divisional games, the championship games, we had you on, and you mentioned that there were something like 10 to 15 or maybe more first-round quarterback and um, secondary first-round picks who were in the championship games, and there was zero wide receivers who were picked in the first round in a championship game. So it's all well and good picking a wide receiver in, in round one, but recent history suggests that they're, they're, they're more like diamonds in the rough as, as opposed to, you know, yeah. diamonds which are cut and ready to go. Yeah, but it's more, I think, in, for me, it's not just about whether he's good or not. It's, it's having that superstar in your team for that excitement to base it around, like, it's always a gamble, no matter who you pick, where you pick them, whether they're going to be good or not. It's easy to say that because of that stat, that picking a wide receiver in the first round is a bad idea. It's, it's not. This could be the year that that proves it wrong, and all, and all three or four of them picked in the first round could be absolutely stud to be the next generation of wide receivers. But I think if you have someone like that, and 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 Rager turns out to be the player that we hoped he would be this season are in the injury and the quarterback controversy. He's been, he's in more in tune with, and you've got Rager and, and Chase as your wide receiver one and two, then, yeah, it's like you might have to be in a lot more shootouts and be outscoring teams because your defense is considering points. Siding with uh, Dallas Goddard at tight end as well, right? And then you've got, you know, your Greg Wards and whatever, bringing, bringing up the rear. One thing I will say, Nelson, we talked about quarterbacks being, being, being picked high. Nelson Aguilar, first round pick in 2015, mm. didn't do much, went on and, and had a fantastic season at the Raiders this year. Um, Jalen Rager was a first round pick wide receiver last year. So if they do pick a wide receiver in the first round this year, that's three wide receivers out of the last um, six drafts in the first round. And, you know, I, I'm not I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing, but um I wouldn't be too disappointed personally if the Eagles went for a linebacker or 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 or, or a cornerback um, for the first, and then maybe use some of their use some of their couple of thirds to to jump up and and grab grab another one in the second and and get another defensive player in in the second round as well. I think that um, and I think I think that we've got enough. Like I said, we've got twice as many picks for one, and I don't. When you ask like who I want to pick, if I if I was picking, I'd, I'd be looking for wide receivers, and that's where I want to go. But if we picked a, a, a linebacker or a, or, or a cornerback or something like that, I mean, I my draft knowledge is sort of growing by the day, and it's still very embryonic. But I look at that and go, I don't think I'd be upset. I'm almost kind of going, I'm glad it's not my decision because I don't think I'm going to have, any, have a massive issue either way. If they don't pick a wide receiver, but they pick a star defensive player and ends up being like the the, the um, um, the, um yeah or just just yeah or Winfield Jr. and all those players that yeah. come out of it and and and, and you, can't, you know you can argue that the, the 
the Bucks' sort of success has been down to defensive players more than it has been yeah offensive players. If, if you want to make that argument, but but it's yeah. more of a case of I don't think as long as who I just all I want to you know it's easy to say all I want is the person they pick to be good, whoever it is, defensive or offensive, as long as they're good and it's not a failed pick. Um, if they make the first four picks successful in that regard, then then they're then trending, trending in the right direction. Well, 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 Phil, you can give us an update when we speak to Brennan next week after you've had Harry Rosen around for dinner, um, like you said earlier on today, and you can tell us what he's thinking for his draft picks. No, I was just saying, if you want a bold prediction off me, I have a feeling that Harry's more likely to be right than Carson Wentz is likely to be good at Indianapolis. And I know that's not really much of a prediction. You can't really measure that against stuff. But if what I'm feeling is I feel more confident that something's going to happen and how he's, how he's, how he, like, I want to keep, I keep going back to when I first met Tony in outside the link and I was talking to him. And I knew nothing about football. And I remember his glowing assessment of how he said, guys, come back in. He's won us this Super Bowl. We're now the best thing since sliced bread. Everything's perfect. We just lost, what was it? I think that season we were. One and two, and then or or two and two. Uh, it, it was like the fourth game of the season, and and we offered a, to a terrible. We lost two at first, however many games, and I was like, okay, so you're you're seeing this guy, and and it just it, it it's just one of those things where people are just easy to flip from one to the other, and it's like the guy isn't a genius one minute and then not the next just because you don't like what's going on. And, and it just feels like Harry Roseman is more likely to be right than Carson Wentz is to be good. Okay, I'll frame it in a I'll frame it a little bit easier for you to, to measure it. I believe that the Eagles will come out of this better than Carson Wentz will. I believe that the Eagles the Eagles will improve more than people think, and Carson Wentz will not be as good as people think he's going to be at Indy. If that makes any sense. It makes complete sense. We're going to call you Positivity Phil from now on. Phil, I'm going to I'm going to end the podcast there and yeah. um, and, and and say thank you very much for your positive end to the evening. Um, so so thank you thank you very much everyone for listening in. Um, we have been next man up, and um, we look forward to welcoming you with Brennan from Four for One next week. Uh, thank you everybody, and uh, we'll see you then. Thank you.